and welcome back to the Fit Pod. We're back. Playoff edition number two. We're still here, guys. We're still here. Apple Podcast hasn't kicked us off yet for low viewership. They're not like Netflix. Somehow, some way, we're still alive. We're still doing it. We're still doing it. Um. All right. So let's just kick it off right away. Um. Yeah. I. I well, first of all, I just want to say I apologize because I went one for three for everybody last week. Yeah. Uh. Yeah. I think I went three and one last week. Yeah. You did. Wait. I know I hit the first two. I'm pretty sure I hit one of the last two. Uh, yeah, it was it was rough. I mean, it's. I will say, I, th- I I I appreciate this challenge of the you know of the playoffs. You know, when you have 16 games, we can pick out the five. It's like, okay, like this one's dumb. This right. one's dumb. This one's dumb. You pick the ones that nobody's looking at. Right. You only got four games to look at, and you're forced to pick them. I'm not, try, I'm not excusing bad results. No, 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 no. I get that. But. I get, it, it's, it's a different animal. It it's is. different. It's very different. Um, all right. So let's go ahead and kick this off with the first game. We're just going to go in order the games this weekend. So Saturday at 3.30. Indeed. We've got the Vikings at the 49ers. Pete, what you think? <sighs> this one... It's surprisingly tough for me. Like I, so you know, we we saw the the big upset in New Orleans last week with Minnesota, and Kirk Cousins actually played like a quarterback that knows how to play under pressure, which I we've seen a handful of times. I mean, it's it's happened, but not it's not a common occurrence. He he played for Washington for so long that so long that there were no pressure games. Yeah, and then he. Played in Minnesota, and we have the Minneapolis Miracle, and that's about it. Right. And he played like a legit NFL quarterback last week. With that said, I see that as a just kind of a once in a while that's going to happen. I've got San Francisco covering the seven points. Uh, the, the, the San Francisco, the, the, this is going to be the debate, too, throughout is the debate of does a bye week get you rested and get you better or what about the teams that are just keeping their rhythm and you know continuing to win let's not forget minnesota lost in week 17 so what rhythm was there they lost in week 16 they lost in week 17 san francisco's just flat out the better team through and through i i'd argue on both sides of the ball i agree and um i what i think is going to be interesting about these lines is I think there's going to be a very real conversation about we talk about tiers like tiers in the NFL like, like they, sure the Vikings aren't like they're not like a bad team but that doesn't mean that they're a team that's going to be able to get to the NFC Championship. Sure, I think that the Niners are a tier ahead above the Vikings. Now all of that granted, I said literally the exact same thing about the Saints. I think that was the one the one game that I missed last week. I would have I, I would have and did say the exact same thing about the Saints. I thought they were a tier above. I think the 49ers are a <coughs> tier above. And I was very clearly proven wrong. But yeah, we both were. Yeah. And um the the interesting part about the Niners is I believe it's that I believe the stat is that um, 
four of their defensive linemen have had season-ending injuries throughout the season. Mm. And that's been a lot of what's been successful for the 49ers. A lot of what's been successful for them is being able to get a pass rush without having to blitz. Which is basically like, besides having a QB, besides having a franchise QB, that is the, I, I think personally, that is one of the greatest indicators of success in the NFL. Being able to generate a pass rush without blitzing. Sure. They haven't really been able to do that in the past few weeks. Which, you know, I have a little trepidation about this pick because of that. But I'm still going to ride out the idea that the Saints had a bad game. The Vikings had a good game. I think the Niners are a cut above of the Vikings. And honestly... The theme that I'm gonna that's at least gonna come for me for this weekend of football, I don't think there's gonna be a lot of good football. Like it's gonna be good. I don't think the games are gonna be good. It's gonna be well played football, but you don't expect you expect some blowouts. I, I, I expect most of these to be blowouts. I I I, I well we'll get into that. Uh, this is one that. You know, when I look at the, the again, I, I'm I'm with you on the trajectory of the team. And looking at the past five weeks of the Niners games, they haven't been great, which is what gives me personally trepidation about taking the Niners. Again, I'm agreeing with you on yeah. the Niners are a tier above the Vikings, right. just based on let's look at the entire season. Right. But the last five games, so you know, we have the the Niners blowout of the Packers. And then right. after that, three-point loss to the Ravens, a two-point win over the Saints, a seven-point loss to the Falcons, who didn't make the playoffs, yeah. a three-point win uh, at home versus the Rams, and a five-point win against the Seahawks. That's rough. So there's one good game in there. there yeah. The, the Saints win is the only good-looking thing. Well, the, you know, the Raven, Ravens loss at Baltimore, I, I can excuse, because... They also had to travel cross country. I, you know, we won't. Quite get frankly, I, I just put that 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 doesn't mean anything to me because of the weather. Yeah, quite honestly, because that was that was the game that was basically in a monsoon, right? No, that was the uh, that was a game against the racial slurs that they won nine to nothing. Oh yeah, you're right. All right, okay. that was that was a few months prior. No, it was it was overall a really good game. It and the Ravens, you know, we'll get into them basically next, but yeah. uh, it's. The Falcons' loss is bad. The Saints' loss is good. Falcons' loss is really bad. The Rams' win by one or by a, a field so goal at be- home is, uh, you know, yeah. Take what you will with it. And then the Seahawks' win, well, they did clinch their number one overall seed. So when both teams had something to play for, right? So it's one of those that the Niners aren't blowing out teams the past month, but the seven point spread seems. That's the problem with this is it seems perfect for me. It's like if I'm a, a, a bookmaker, I'm going six and a half to seven and a half. And it's where do I see the advantage? I see it in Garoppolo. I see it in that offense. I see them just I, – I see it also in Cousins just not performing like he did last week. He had his one good game. What happened after the Minneapolis miracle? They lost to the Eagles 38 to 10. Yeah. No, I totally get that. So – uh, it, it, the philosophy that I'm coming at this round is 
So the last round, there were some upsets. There were a lot of good, close games. But I think if you look at the, you know, we've both been watching the NFL for a good amount of time. Yeah. Right? I think it's it's not ridiculous to uh, to believe that there's going to be one round where the teams who are better just are just a lot better. Right? Yeah. I, I feel like that always happens where there's one weekend of the playoffs where it's like, all right, well, yeah, obviously they won. Yeah, obviously they won. Yeah, obviously they beat the shit out of whoever. Um, and I think that's what this weekend is rife for. I really think um, I really think the favorite teams are going to assert themselves as a class above. And we're going to look at this round and go, okay, well, this, this was the round that, that allowed all of the best teams to move on to the next round, and that's what we're excited about. Sure. We're excited for the AFC, the NFC Championship. We're, we're we're excited for those, and I don't. I just don't think. I don't think these games are made close. For the most part, I agree with you, but we'll get into that. Uh, I'm throwing fifty on this one. I yep. yeah, same San here. Francisco. I say win, wins by about ten. Yep, same here. Yeah, I I think it I, I think it's ten. If it's ten, would be a. Uh, Makes it look closer than it was for me. I think it's it's a two touchdown game at least. I can see that. Yeah. All right. Uh, let's move on to the next Saturday game. We have got the Titans at the Ravens. The Ravens are favored by nine and a half. Right. Who do you have? I have the Ravens. Okay. So let me let me just off the bat give you the argument against my pick. My argument for the Titans. They know how to run the ball. That's... Which slows down the game. Which, for a large spread, is basically your worst fucking nightmare. Oh, yeah. Right? Totally get that. The, the Titans reel off like a eight-minute... Even if it goes for a field goal, that eight-minute drive takes away it's eight a, minutes that Lamar whole, Jackson could be... You know, scoring. A whole fucking quarter is just gone, right? Yeah. And then all of a sudden the game is 13 to 20. Yeah, no, I could see that. I could see that. I think um, that the Titans are getting a little more credit than they deserve from... Everybody? Uh, like, like experts... I think experts. I'm. I'm not even counting this line. I'm not counting this well, line they, nine they, and a half. But they, they, I don't think that Patriots team was that good. They con- yeah. They they conquered the big bad Patriots. But they, they that, but they weren't the big bad pa- Patriots this year. Exactly. That team was. That team was fine. Like that team was okay. I mean, let's be real. We're talking about the speculation is still: Is Tom Brady going to retire because he just doesn't have it anymore? Right. So no, exactly. And and who the fuck was he throwing to? Yeah. Like. It, Say what you will about Tom. Like, obviously, Tom Brady, greatest of all time. Obviously. I'm not going to sit here and make this argument. Unfortunately. Yeah. You know what? It's just objectively correct. But the greatest of all time, if they can't throw to anybody when they're fucking 42 years old, what is that offense supposed to be? Like, what are they supposed to do? And that that defense was not built to beat a Derrick Henry-led offense as no – defense is built to do no 
Nobody's nobody's ready for a middle linebacker getting 180 yards rushing, <laughs> right? Um, I just think I I think this Ravens team is gonna tear the Titans apart. Honestly, this is I I view this very much the same as the Niners game. I think the Ravens are gonna win this game by 14 or 21 points. I think it's gonna be two t- two three touchdown lead, and I I just think they're gonna beat the hell out of them because the defense. Okay, yeah, the 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 or the uh, Pats defense is is a little bit better than the Ravens defense, but I think the Ravens defense is a little more built to stop what the Titans do well, and I think that's going to come into effect because the, the the whole I feel like the whole spiel for the Patriots defense was you can't pass on them. They have one of the best cornerbacks in the league. They have one of the best. Uh, like Bill Belichick got his like. Uh, he, he like got his experience by being defensive back coach and like understanding like defensive back schemes, right? They're going to take that away. I think the Ravens have a little more up front. I think they have a uh, little bit better chance of sort of just stuffing the run, so to speak, and saying, all right, Ryan Tannehill, like go he's been great he's been he's been great in the last 10 ish weeks or whatever he has i i, but, I wouldn't necessarily call him great but he's he's the best he's, he's had in the more NFL. he's had more tools than he's ever had Yo, in his career so he's using them effectively yeah. so i mean to your point all right yeah greatest nfl or greatest uh quarterback rating in the league i actually did not know that oh <laughs> but, since since he came in or maybe it's like the last eight weeks or something like that he has the best QB rating in the league, which is fucking insane. Yeah, but um, yeah, I just I I just think the Ravens are the Ravens have been manhandling teams who are way better than the Titans, and I think they're going to manhandle the Titans. Agreed. And let's not forget that while 19th against the rush uh, overall, Baltimore's second overall in defensive DVOA. They they don't get they don't get that respect. They don't like people somehow forgot that no that's what Baltimore does it just always has a good D because this has been the the entire season has been the Lamar Jackson coming out party right we're just like hey which is great look which at is how dude. dominant this dude is right which is fair but at the same time you lose all that other stuff in the weeds yeah exactly so I agree with you on just basically everything you just said the Titans hey. They've turned in a better season than I expect. You know, the the, the long-running joke is that the Titans are just always 8-8. Eight and eight. Right. And sure enough, it's always... Turns out it's always 9-7 and seven or 7-9. Seven, Maybe they're slightly better than the 9-7 and seven record that they turned in. Oh, they definitely are. If they were playing the Chiefs, I would... This would be very different to me. If the, if the spread was 9.5, Titans at the Chiefs, I would definitely be taking the Titans. Still, the, the fact of the matter, though, still lies in that they still had a better than mediocre season. Right. But I think this the, Baltimore team is the cream of the crop. That's what I'm saying. I think this this pick is more about the Ravens than it is about the Titans. Exactly. Is what I'm saying. Agreed. Yeah. Absolutely agreed. Yeah. So I am also putting 50 on this one. I think 50 yeah. is pretty much, unless I'm really sure about one of these bets, it's going to be in the 50 range. Oh, I'm good. Yeah. I'm, Spoiler alert. I'm going 50 on all, all four of these. Yeah, so I'm going 50 on it, too. All right, you don't have to listen anymore. Fit just... No, okay. Well, you do to get the pick that I'm... Oh. Yeah. Okay. So, 
go ahead and keep not listening <laughs> to find out who I picked for my next two games on Sunday. Um, all right, so should we just roll through to Sunday? Uh, let's take a quick break. All right. We're going to take a quick break. We're leaving that in. Ooh. This is what I enjoy about podcasts. I think uh, my enjoyment about podcasts is I feel like I just get to listen in to a conversation between some people who I find to be interesting and well-spoken. So, that being said, we'll be right back. But again, it's Miami. I am very confident in a five to six win, uh, five to six win season. I'm putting 40 on it. Damn. Okay. All right. This is one I feel very, very strongly about. And welcome back. Peter, we are going to the Sunday games. Oh, Sunday's going to be such a fun day. Sunday's going to be... It's going to be... I'm more excited about these Sunday games. I think that's probably... A little bit by design from the NFL, but agreed. I know you're. You have a special. <laughs> let, let me just give you a little bit of a, a forum to express how excited you are for the Sunday late night game. Uh, I, I will just say before we get into our first pick. In my shoot life, pretty much. Okay, no, no, I take that back. There was that two year span in college. This is the first time I've had to do two years without my team in the playoffs since the 2005-2006 back-to-back seasons. And I hope you understand how fucking uh, lucky you are for that to be true. (laughs) I very much do. Yeah. I mean, I've already accepted that I have two generational quarterbacks in my lifetime. Back-to-back. (laughs) Back-to-back. But, yeah. I, I can't wait to see my boys again. In the playoffs. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Um, all right. Anyway. So we got to go to the fir- the AFC game first, though. Uh, the Texans are at the Chiefs. The Chiefs are minus nine and a half. What do you think? This is the one. Well, yeah. Houston plus nine and a half, I like. This is your one underdog you're going with. Well, spoiler alert, but. Yeah, sorry. I mean, am I going to pick against the Green Bay Packers? No. Let's be real. Uh, I'll be critical of them, but yes. Uh, anyway, Houston plus nine and a half. I really like this uh, this matchup. I like this line. I'm not picking Houston to win by any means, but I see this more as a seven-point game. So, Houston against B- Buffalo. We watched that game. We watched, goddamn, every play because, yeah. you know, we were doing our best to circle the wagons. We tried. We came close. God, that was a good. They should have won that game. Of the all Bills the games, should have won that game. Of all the games last week, I mean, I I would still argue that that was a more entertaining game. Just no, if it you're was a great a, game. If you're a neutral fan, that yeah. was the most entertaining game, more so than the uh, Saints Vikings game. Oh, for sure. That game this was game great. was fantastic. Yeah, yeah. Buffalo played a hell of a game. It was way better than the Buffalo Jacksonville game we watched two years ago. Oh God, yeah. <laughs> anyway, diving into stats though. Houston racked up still 141 yards rushing against a really good Buffalo defense. I don't think anybody's arguing that Buffalo's defense is not solid. And I don't think anybody's arguing that Houston's run game is amazing. Exactly. 
Yeah. But and fifty five of those came through Deshaun Watson scrambling, which he is a master of. I mean, it's still over a hundred for. It's just under a hundred. Just under a hundred for for yeah. the actual running back. Yeah. But total, on top of the two hundred, uh, roughly two hundred fifty yards that Deshaun Watson had passing, that's four hundred yards against a pretty damn good defense. Yeah. And now they get to play a much weaker Kansas City defense. They're 29th against the rush in defensive DVOA. True. Six against the pass, but it's different against a quarterback like Deshaun Watson, who, despite the fact that they keep drafting offensive linemen that fail, Deshaun Watson is still making things happen. Very true. But to give the Chiefs a little bit of credit, the last... I don't know what the actual, the last like four to five to six weeks, somewhere around there, the last quarter of the season's about. The KC defense has been good. They've been playing better. They've been playing really good. Frank Clark has been playing really well. Um, This defense has actually been good. Good. I think good is the right word. Um, They're not world beaters. They're not uh, the, the, the team that's going to shut down some sort of generational talent, but they've been good. And I, I, I do give, I, I tend, especially when it comes to the NFL playoffs, right? The NFL playoffs are its own sort of beast, right? Yes. When it comes to the NFL playoffs, I do give a lot of credit to teams that are hot in whatever aspect that you're talking about that get hot towards the end of the season because that's how Eli Manning has two Super Bowl championships, right? Sure. That team got hot at the end. Casey's defense has been hot lately. And if you're going to pair that with Pat Mahomes, like we, we're we not going to disagree on Pat Mahomes and what that offense is. We're not going to disagree on that. They're no. just fucking, they're just amazing. They're amazing. They're, yeah. amazing. they're so good. Yeah, um, they're, they're going to put up at least 31 points. Right. And if that de- Easily. And if that defense is like, okay... Then I think that I, I think if that defense is middle of the road, that is the best team in the NFL, maybe minus the Ravens. Here's where I'll caution you on that though. Okay. When you talk about, hey, they're finishing hot. Yeah, yeah. That's cool. Let's look at the games that they have been quote unquote hot against. And I'm gonna go in order you said last six weeks. I'll even go last seven weeks. Yeah. Just I, for the record. Yeah. So in order from uh farthest away game to most recent. Titans gave up 35. Yep. Chargers gave up 17. Chargers, we can agree, very underwhelming team. 17 against any NFL team is fine, though. Raiders, 9. Yep. Patriots, who we just derided as a washed-up team, team, 16. Broncos, 3, who we've been ripping on since before the season started. That was three games, or that was four games in a row, uh, minus, or less than 20, though. True. I'll give you that one. I, I, I will I will give you that. I'm I'm simply saying the class of team that they finished the season against. No, but I'm I think saying, it's fair. The I'm Bears, three, and the Chargers in the final week when the Chargers had nothing to play for, twenty one. Okay, so they that was one team that scored over twenty. Are you telling me that the KC offense can't score more than twenty against anybody? But oh absolutely like no, anybody. I'm, we're not arguing that the Chiefs are. I, I'm. I'm not arguing the Chiefs are going to lose this game. I'm not arguing that the Chiefs' offense yeah. is not going yeah. to uh, 
But do this. That if, if that Chiefs defense is keeping people under twenty, I mean, eh, I don't think that is something that is um, sustainable for the long term future. But they need to sustain that for three games, and I think they could sustain that for three games. And if they're able to do that, nobody's going to beat them. Yeah, I, I right. I I I get your argument. But I'm also looking at it objectively that the highest-ranked DVOA offensive team on that one is, well, Tennessee was six, but Oakland is ninth. So yeah, hey, I'll take that. But two top two top ten offenses. I'm still looking at this going. There's only one playoff team in that uh, last six weeks. That's fair. And that's the Patriots. And that's a Patriots team that we already just trashed and said, yeah, they're washed. Offensively, we trashed. And said, yeah, they're past their prime. They don't have the weapons they used to. Tom Brady is not the quarterback he used used to be. So that's where I'm going to – I look at this matchup and I go, yeah, I think the Chiefs are still going to win this game, but Will Fuller is expected to be back in the lineup. Yeah. I mean, it's it's still kind of 50-50. He's who, questionable. Who knows what that means, yeah. But even if he's a decoy there and sucking up a uh, uh, defensive back, that's, and that plays a big role in there. True. And let me let me give you a, a... Let me make a little bit of an argument for your case. Right? Sure. I don't really like betting minus nine and a half against Deshaun Watson, no matter who they're playing. That's not a fun place to be at. It is not. He's a fucking beast. Deshaun Watson is awesome. He's Lamar Jackson without the offensive line that makes it, that lets him just do what he does. Man, I don't know. Lamar Jackson has a offensive line. Let's be real. No, right, but look, look, I don't think Lamar uh, Jackson's a better runner, but Deshaun no, Watson I think Lamar has Jackson's that, those a better passer too. I, I don't think it's I don't think it's a slight on Deshaun Watson to say I don't think he's Lamar Jackson. No, I I, I don't think so either. But anyway, conti- can you continue your point? I'm sorry. Right, no, but my only point was just is just there are those certain quarterbacks where like you come up like okay this the next game is Seahawks Packers like. Spoiler alert, we're both taking the Packers. I don't like betting against Russell Wilson. Like, I don't want to do that. I'm going to because I have to pick a side. Sure. But in the same sense, like, Russell Wilson plus four is very similar to me uh, uh, with Deshaun Watson plus nine and a half against a better team. Like, it's hard for me to, to... to feel very confident that Deshaun Watson's going to get blown out in a game, especially yep. at the end, right? Like Deshaun Watson, like if anybody can be down twenty-one points and come back and score a touchdown and then get another touchdown with basically no time left, and then there's no chance that the Texans are actually going to win the game, but they're going to have that backdoor cover. Like I think the Texans are a prime candidate for a backdoor cover. Yeah. But, to bring it from 10 to 3. Right, exactly. Exactly. But I think that I I think the Chiefs are going to I think the Chiefs are going to whoop them. Again, this is this is me 
trying to figure out the um, just sort of like the storyline. Yeah, yeah, the storyline of, of of that of this this round, and I think it's going to be uh, a lot. The favorites are just going to kick ass. That's what I think is going to happen. I, I expect Casey to learn from their regular season loss where they gave up about 170 yards yeah. uh, in rushing to the Texans and stacking against it a bit. But I expect Deshaun to exploit that. So I think Casey wins this, but kind of like you said, that what, what your worry is yeah. in that like three to seven point range. Right. That this is more a maybe... I wouldn't even go back to recover. I just think that... KC just kind of ekes this one out. Okay. And I'm putting uh, 50 on this one. I'm putting, I'm putting 50 on it as well. <coughs> I, I, don't, I don't hate that. I don't hate that thought process. I think that makes sense. I think we're talking... The, the difference is a garbage time TD. I think that, honestly what that difference in the spread yeah. is. This, to me, is the most debatable of the four spreads this week. I agree. Uh, I agree. Well, except for the next one. Mm, I mean, the, the, yeah, the two yeah, Sunday games yeah. are the most debatable. And I'm saying that as a Packer fan. So, the, yeah. fit lead us into the last pick. Okay, um, I want to, I want to start the conversation regarding this next game. So let me just, uh, the Seattle Seahawks are playing at the Packers. The Packers are favored by four, right now, as, as of this recording. As of this recording, which I've 10 seen 10 p.m. on Friday, I've seen as high as five and a half, and I've actually four is the lowest I've seen it. True, but. I want to start this off with, I want to give Peter a hug right now. Yo. 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 Yo, buddy. All right. So, I know what it, I slightly know what it's like to have your team in the playoffs. I know, like, a little bit. (laughs) (laughs) You've seen your team win a Super Bowl, so you I have. I have. Like, and I've seen my team in the playoffs. You were, like, like 10, but you did see it. Okay, so, I'm, first of all, I'm very excited for you, Peter. Thank you. I hope, I hope things go well for you. This pick is not a part of that. I don't. My pick is not me giving a shit whether or not your team wins. But I am taking the Packers minus four. Okay. So man, I was like expecting just like nope. I'm still t- I'm still taking the Packers. I'm still taking them. Um, <clears throat> I think their defense is um, it's good. It's 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 very serviceable. It's it's not. They're not amazing. They're, they're It's not a great defense, but it's like it's it's probably. Correct me if I'm wrong, because you would know this better than I would. Is this the best defense that Aaron Rodgers has had? No, no. Is the, be, top, the best, the best, top be, two, top three. I I would maybe argue top three, maybe top four. I mean, the the best defense Aaron Rodgers ever had was definitely the 2010 slash 2011 Super Bowl. Where Charles Woodson was the leader. Oh of yeah, that. Charles Woodson. I mean, I forgot about that. That defense was like the one year that, that Don Capers made himself an extra, unfortunately, like <laughs> seven years of a career as defensive coordinator. But yeah, Capers had the perfect personnel that year for his dynamic. Just all right, we're gonna suddenly have like seven in the box. Oh, surprise! We're only gonna rush two, and right. everybody's gonna be in coverage, and we read you perfectly, and you've got nothing, right. and we've got two QB spies, and you know, just all that. That was the best defense the Packers have had in the, okay, the Rodgers this era. Is, this is this, one of the best defenses that Aaron Rodgers has had. I, I will simply say this is the best defense he's had in the past six years. Okay. Hands down. Right. Uh, at least. And this is, would you say Devontae Adams is better than Jordy Nelson? No. 
Not okay. yet. Not Would yet. you say Devontae Adams is the second best wide receiver that Aaron Rodgers has had? Yes. Okay. I would I would go that. Uh, I think... So, Aaron, the, the, the thing with Packers receivers over the past, I don't know, 20 years, is a lot of them have been made better by the quarterback. And we've seen that with... What happens when they leave the team? You see Randall Cobb? Uh, Randall Cobb. Well, Randall, Randall Cobb is older. Randall Cobb has lost a step. Right, but Randall Cobb was... My, my Randall biggest, Cobb was the dude, and then he became a dude. Yeah. Yeah. I, my, my, big, my best example is Greg Jennings. Greg Jennings was, yeah. both with Favre and with Rodgers, yeah. was an all-star quarter, or quarterback, running back. And it's okay, Peter. You got it. I've got this. You're you're emotional. It's your your team might go to the Super Bowl. You're emotional. I get you. Yes, Greg Jennings was an All Star wide receiver, and then he went to the Vikings and had a decent year with Favre, and then just tailed off from there as Favre aged, and then moving on to new quarterback, new quarterbacks. Jennings was never the same way he was with the Packers. Right. So. I would, yeah, I, I think Aaron Rodgers and Brett Favre both made wide receivers look better than they sometimes actually were. Not not in every case, but, oh, James Jones is my other example. James Jones was on that 20, uh, 2010 Super Bowl team, traveled around the league for a little bit, did nothing, came back to the Packers and was suddenly a stud again. Right. So... Yeah, I, okay. but Devonte. With that said, Devonte, you watch the plays he makes. Devonte is an all-pro caliber quarter or running or <laughs> wide receiver. Jesus, why right. do I keep wanting to say back? <laughs> so, another question: um, uh, Would you say that Aaron Jones is the best running back that Aaron Rodgers has had? No. Eddie Lacy? Eddie Lacy in, in, in his prime. Eddie Lacy before he put on is, like is Aaron Jones 75 pounds. Aaron Jones probably would be the second uh, second best I've seen. Uh, Aaron, I know you Aaron, love Amon Green, but he didn't play with Aaron. He did not play with Aaron, no. <laughs> I mean, shoot, that goes way but, back. But Amon Green was the fucking man. Amon Green was a beast, but <laughs> then he got supplanted by Ryan Grant, who was dope for a year. Yeah. Uh, no, Aaron Jones, I, I would say Eddie Lacy in his prime was better. He had that two-year, two, three-year oh span or whatever. Yeah, when he came out of Alabama, oh my God. But still, so but basically my point is, he has two of the four best skill position players. Okay, that I, see, I see what you're trying to build career, here. Right, you get, what, you get what I'm saying? On, on uh, the offensive side, and especially when the criticism has been, Aaron Jones or Aaron Jones. Aaron Rodgers is not the playmaker he used to be. He's not he doesn't have that ability to just change a game by himself. And I totally disagree with that argument. I, I just think he just doesn't that's not the 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 play call now, he, right? He that's hasn't, not the way he hasn't that had the offense to. it's not the way the offense works anymore. He doesn't have to anymore. They're not just Which, being like, oh Mike McCarthy's like, I don't know, throw Hail Mary. Like, no, that's not that's yeah. not how it works. Side note, good luck, Dallas. Yeah. Oh, have fun with that. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Yeah, I, I, I'm going to do a quick tangent. My favorite note from uh, the one of the interviews I saw was Mike McCarthy saying, 
oh, I delved in, you know, in my year off, I delved into analytics and game film and all that. And I looked at all the different trends and I just watched it. I, I looked at that and went, oh, you mean like the things you're supposed to do when you're a head coach? <laughs> huh. Cool. Do you, anyway. Do you know what I did? Uh, do you know what I did um, in the year that I wasn't coaching is I did what I should have been doing as a coach. You know, oh, I, wow. I, I, that sounds like a great idea. Why didn't you do that the whole time? I took, I, I took a year off of bartending. So what did I do? I uh, studied craft cocktails and uh, beer selections and this and that. And uh, I think I'm better. Huh. I finally figured out how to make a Manhattan. <laughs> well, you were a fucking bartender. Why did you not know how to make a Manhattan in the first fucking place? I know you work at a dive bar and you probably don't need to do that. But you should still be able to. I mean, come on, dude. All right. Tangent over. Back to the game. Back to the game. So, Packers. I love the Packers here. I'm also terrified betting against Russell Wilson. That scares the shit out of me. I'm guessing it scares the shit out of you, too. It does, because I I do obviously think the Packers are going to win, because A, I'm biased, and B, I think they're objectively the better team. With that said, we're talking about two teams that are derided for winning ugly all year. Yeah. You know, the the Packers never actually led the Lions, the Detroit Lions, in regulation. God, that's so bad. Won both games on a last-second field goal. There are a number of games that the Packers just did not look great in. Yeah. But with that said, same goes for the Seahawks. Yeah. They beat the Bengals by a single point in Week 1. And granted, that's Week 1, but still. They almost lost to the Cardinals. They almost lost to the Cardinals. They, there are a number of games that they did not look good in. So yeah. there are worries on both sides. And that's where, when I look at minus four, I go, shit, this game's going to be a three-point game. A two-point game. One of these teams is going to win by, you know, oh, I think, I think if, less if, than a touchdown. If, if the Packers don't cover the spread, I completely agree. It's going to be by one and a half points or less. Yeah. Mason Crosby is going to kick a field goal as time ends and put him ahead by two. Right. And it's like, well... That, would, that wouldn't shock me whatsoever. For me, I'm going to go, hey, at least the Packers won. For you, it's going to be, well... For me, it's going to sure be... Sure enough, they fucked me over again. Yeah, for me, it's going to be like, who did I pick on the podcast? <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be tough. So, so, this Packers team is not, I, you know, I, like I said, clearly not a dominant team. But, to your points, this defense is the best they've, that we've seen in years. Yes. And they have playmakers and they have turnover makers. And that's what I've I've said in previous podcasts. This team will maybe give up more yards than they should, but they create turnovers. They create the I mean and, and very Tampa two bend no break. Exactly. And when you look at football, the turnovers are what's gonna make or break it a game. Right. And and I and I wouldn't carry over that confidence into the next season. But if you're talking about into the playoffs, yes, I do feel confident in like carrying that thought process over, and that's the way that this this defense operates, and those are the kind of things that that's, this defense can actually produce. Exactly. And final, you know, and final note on this before I say, well, I'll, I'll just say I put thirty on this because again, I the yeah, Packers, yeah, yeah, I believe the Packers will win this game, <laughs> but the spread is just. I'm I'm gonna be sweating this one out at the bar, dude. You know, I know you, know, you know. I'm gonna that. be behind the bar, screaming at the TV, and scaring customers. I get that, but the no. final X factor is simply it's Lambeau Field. It is Lambeau. 
And the Packers offense is going to operate with a quiet stadium. Yeah. And not have to deal with the Seattle, you know, 12th fan, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. And Seattle's, meanwhile, going to have to deal with a rabid fan base. That is oh, yeah. that wants to win at all costs. We want to see Aaron get that second Super Bowl, and we're going to cheer like we do. Yeah. So, I'm only putting thirty on it. That's the one t- one time I'm breaking from the fifty. But <sighs> go Pat, go go Pat, go. Yo, I'm I'm good. I'm good with saying that. I'm good with saying that. Uh, I'm doing the same thing. Or, well, I'm not doing the same thing. I'm throwing fifty on that. But yeah, I'm taking the Packers minus four. Um, yeah, it. it if this is going to be a fun game. I think um, this is the perfect. Like, I think this finisher is the, this for is, the weekend. Yes, this is the number one game I'm looking forward to. Is this game? It's going to be because I could see the I could see this going down as a classic. For the average fan, they're going to love it. And and I don't even care if Seahawks lose by three or win or what. Like I'm not going to care if this is a classic game. Like this is I I have a feeling this is going to be on like NFL Network. Good ass game. Oh, this very well could. Aaron Rodgers, Russell Wilson, two actually like pretty decent defenses. Like this is gonna be a good ass game. This is gonna be a great game. Which, by the way, how brutal was that? Well, not for you, for me. Oh yeah, that was funny. <laughs> you, just a little side story. Uh, Fit and I went to a friend's uh, birthday celebration, and the NFL Network was on last night as we walked in, and it was the. 2015 NFC Championship. And <laughs> Fit had no idea. And I looked at the TV and went, oh my God, why do I have to watch this again? Because, <clears throat> excuse me, it was, at the time we joined, 19-7 to Packers and he said, against the Seahawks. And so hold on. So we walk, just to set the table, we walk in, this game is on, it's obviously not going on right now. 19-7 to uh, Packers. And I... And Peter goes, oh, my God, why do I need to watch this game? And I turn and look at him. I'm like, what are you talking about? Like, obviously, they're going to win this game. So, so, yeah, that was the 2015 NFC Championship. And I don't want to talk anymore about it. Okay, so let me, let me, <laughs> let me, let me talk about it. So, so what happened this was. Is, this is going to be the, I'm just going to leave this as the final sorry, thought because I don't want to say any more about sorry, this. Sorry, dude, you fucking brought it up. I didn't even bring this shit up. <laughs> Right? My, this is on you. Like, I'm sorry. Like, every you just you deserve everything that's happening. The, right this now. is the last time Green Bay and Seattle met in the playoffs. So yeah. I think it's so we walk in. So we walk in. So we walk in, and it's 19 to seven Packers against the Seahawks in the fourth quarter with like five minutes left. Yep. And so Peter goes, "Oh Jesus!" And I was like, well, "I don't even." He just goes, "Just watch what happens." I was like, "All right." Seahawks have the ball and they punt with like five minutes left. No, they throw an interception. Oh, that's right. They throw an interception. Seahawks throw an interception. So the Packers have the ball with like four and a half minutes left. Packers can't get a first down. They wind up punting. Seahawks get the ball back. They score a touchdown. So now it's 19 to 14 with, I don't know, two minutes left. Just over two minutes. Just over two minutes. Seahawks kick a an onside kick. It hits a Packer in the head. Brandon Bostic is never allowed in Green Bay ever again. <laughs> it hits him in the head. <laughs> Seahawks are He was not on the hands team. 
He was a blocker, and he went up and went for it. His story was on Bleacher Report, if you want to feel bad for him. He does talk about it. Um, so, yeah, he, he fucking muffs the, the onside kick. The Seahawks get the ball back. They score a touchdown. They make it 19-19. No, 22-19. 22-19. That's right, 22-19. Seahawks lead now. Seahawks lead now. The Packers go down. They kick a field goal to tie it at 22-22. Overtime. Overtime. We're still going to win this. Overtime. All right, we still got this. We're still fine. Seahawks get the ball first, wind up scoring a touchdown on the first drive to go to the Super Bowl. Aaron Rodgers is denied another Super Bowl trip. Holy shit, that game was crazy, and I can't believe I don't remember that happening. I can't believe you don't either. I don't. It was... And, if I'm not mistaken... That was the Super Bowl that the Seahawks went and proceeded to blow it against the New England. Yeah. On they did. They didn't even win that. On the one yard line. Yes, that when was, they threw that the interception. Was, that was that year when they should have handed it. So to not only that. Wow. Um, anyway. Yeah. So that's uh, the Seahawks Packers preview. <laughs> If that happens again... These are the demons we're battling. But hey, on the flip side, I can at least say... uh, Hi, Seattle. We want the ball, and we're going to (laughs) score. If we're going to exercise demons, hey, you got some too. And that one happened in Lambeau. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. All right, trash talking done. Yeah, well, you know what? If uh, if that game happens again, uh, smack me in the face and call me Nancy, because that would be fucking amazing. <laughs> that would be great. All right, um, on that note, I guess, uh, we are going to take a quick break. We got our four picks in. We'll take a quick break. We're going to come back with our final thoughts, and we'll be back reason I am going with the over on this one is because because Greg Roman is now in charge of that offense, and Greg Roman was the one who was in charge of the Colin Kaepernick offenses that went to the Super Bowl. Okay. Right? So he's going to be running a lot from the pistol, and I don't think Lamar Jackson is as talented of a thrower as Kaepernick is, but I think they're going to do a better job. He's going to do a better job of building that offense around the strengths of Lamar Jackson and being able to get a little extra out of him. And welcome back to the FitPod. So, for our final thoughts, Peter and I are going to discuss something that is very near and dear to both of our hearts. Something we geeked out a little bit about last week. We geeked out about last week. It was one of the things... The first things that we bonded over, it was podcasts in Jeopardy. Pretty much. Oh, sorry. Sorry. Spoiler alert. We're talking about Jeopardy. <laughs> oh, hell yes. All right. Peter, give us your thoughts on the greatest of all time, uh, the, the the current leaderboard. To be clear, this is January 10th, Friday at 1030. So there have been three games played. And we are three, yeah, three, three days played. We should three, say. Uh, yeah, yeah, you're right. Three matches, three days. Yeah, yeah. Again, there are three check marks. The, the format is fantastic, first of all, because it's creating a lot of drama. It's creating a lot of, you know, just that additional game theory that you don't get from just a typical game of Jeopardy. Yeah. 
and with the three greatest players of all time. It has been riveting. It has been, been great. so much fun. The level of questions has, I mean, at least from, from my viewpoint, clearly been harder because I don't know about you, but with oh, yeah. Double Jeopardy, like if I get something past 1,200, because normally during, you know, regular, just your standard Jeopardy episodes, yeah. I'm getting a, getting them at a decent clip. I would say like, you get them at like a one-third clip. Yeah, something like, like that. Like, like a the, very the really, good clip. The really hard Double Jeopardy questions. I'll get, get them at like maybe one-third, somewhere between one-third and one-half. Right, right. Where it's like, okay, for whatever reason, I know that. Yeah. These are questions where they'll ask a question, I'll go, what the fuck? And then they'll say the name, and I'll go, never heard that name in my life. That's That's been the really interesting thing about this, uh, this tournament, is there have been... In regular Jeopardy, watching with you at three thirty, yeah, there are, Chicago time, but there, but that's yeah, that's just Chicago, Chicago thing. Sorry, Chicago for those time. of you in other markets, yeah, Jeopardy's broadcasted all sorts of different times, but yeah, no, it's only it's three thirty in Chicago. It's the only place. It's it's one of the few actually. No, it's the so, only place. Fun fact. Yeah, in Shreveport, Louisiana. Yeah, their market it's at nine thirty in the morning. It's an interesting way to start your day. It's syndicated. Yeah. So syndication allows it to be broadcast at different times throughout. Like there, when I was in Portland last year, it wasn't broadcast till 7 p.m. Pacific time, which was 9 p.m. And somebody actually spoiled it for me because that was during James's run. Oh, damn. Interesting fact. Because they did not realize that was in Portland. Anyway. So uh, apparently the only reason that Mira has cable is because she needs to DVR Jeopardy because she can't watch it after work <laughs> or after class So because she's like oh this why is it 3.30 in Chicago this doesn't make any sense so she's like I have to get I have to get cable yeah most markets it's yeah. Jeopardy and Wheel back to back at exactly, like yeah. 6 o'clock 7 o'clock whatever you know like yeah. fits you know between news and primetime you know whatever the Comedies or whatever. Anyway. So, yeah. Yeah. So, okay. Back to... Back to this primetime, which is the one that we're all watching at the same time. Because it's in primetime. Which is so much fun. Which is pretty great. So, like, actually, interestingly enough, I I can't think of a ton of um, examples of things that people watch at the same time nowadays. Game of Thrones was one. Yeah. Game of Thrones was... That, that was a thing where you had to watch it when it was happening. But other than live sports, I mean, the Super Bowl is always going to be that. Just football in general is going to be that. But there aren't that many things that people who... We were at a watch party and there were people there who had never watched a game of Jeopardy. And they wanted to come and watch this because it was like a thing that was happening. Yeah. This is a, this is a bit of bit of a phenomenon like this is pretty crazy but i need your analysis right now so um ken, ken jennings is a has two james has one yes brad has none brad and has none. brad has been getting fucking shellac he's been getting just roasted and the tweet today from james throwing some massive shade at oh brad oh man Which, that was mean it was, that was just mean 
The, it, it was Bre- funny. So but. to try and visualize it for you, he put you know himself with one check mark, Jen- uh, Ken Jennings with two check marks, and Rudder pasted in a uh, participation trophy. <laughs> Just, this oh, is, oh, it was brutal. Very, very true. But very so far, but I mean, it's one of those that I feel like, especially the people that are a lot of the people that are watching this don't realize this is out of character for Rudder, who oh yeah beat Jennings, who who beat Ken Jennings in any tournament that they've played against each other in. This is like Rudder is very is underperforming wildly right now. Let me let me ask you this. Let me ask you this. As somebody who has watched a lot of Jeopardy. Way too much. Jeopardy. Okay, is it fair that the problem he has is he can't buzz in fast enough? Is it, that not clearly the problem? I don't think it is though. That's the thing. Why? I I think maybe he. Are you think he's not buzzing? He, he could be overcompensating, but the fact of the matter is one of Ken Jennings' biggest strengths when he went on his original seventy-four game run was the fact that he was so good on the buzzer. No, that's what I'm saying about about Brad. He's oh, not no. that good on the buzzer. No, what I'm saying is maybe he's overthinking himself maybe he's going too far into it because ken jennings was well no again let me let me let me finish ken was always great you know in a 74 game run was always good on the buzzer and then brad when he would play ken post 74 game run would always beat ken okay so now you have james who's a combination of Super fast on the buzzer and super quick on just, or super super quick and super bright. Just like knows every little snippet of trivia. That Brad is essentially overcompensating, maybe buzzing in too early. And then on top of it, Brad has failed on the daily doubles consistently. He's been smoked on the daily doubles. He might have had a chance. He's, but he's being smart going for him, going, you know, going max wager, going but, through to daily double, but... He's just getting them wrong. But be honest, even if he would have gotten all of those right, he still would have lost all of those games. Uh, it's it's a different game then. It no, it is truly no, a different game if he doesn't get dropped he just right got, back down to zero. No, it's not because he just got way less questions. He just he he was clearly outclassed, and I think that, like you were saying, it's all about the buzzer, right? Um, but when you, I don't think he's going to be able to. It, he's just in a different class of people. When it comes to buzzers, like James and... But then, why did he beat Ken in all the previous tournaments, where he would beat him to the buzzer? Well, I would love to... What <laughs> This is going to be the dumbest thing I have ever said into a microphone. I would love to watch the game tape of those actual tournaments, because <laughs> I bet you that Brad was beating him on the buzzer. So and here, he's fun, not beating him anymore. Fun it's fact, not though. Happening. Fun fact for you. If you buzz in too early... Before, so there's a little light that goes on. If you buzz in too early, it locks you out for the, for a quarter of a second. Which is basically eternity. Which is basically an eternity, especially when you're facing three people or two other people but who that are but that masters of it. But that doesn't make up for it, it. All I'm saying is like his buzzer game isn't as good as it used to be. That's what I'm saying. Whether it's Which early is or late, whether it's early or late doesn't doesn't matter at all. Yeah. His buzzer game used to be better. Like yeah. it must have been if he beat Ken Jennings, but it was it was that good. Literally last year when they did when they uh, did the All Star games, where they like yeah Brad Ken and uh, 
the third one was uh, was it Buzzy? I think that yeah. picked their teams, and Brad oh, won. Yeah, Buzzy, yeah. And Brad won that. Yeah, but the, I mean, Brad's so I know. Fun he's... fun fact for you all: Brad only won a hundred thousand, or it was like hundred fifty thousand dollars in his five day run. And that was back in the old days when you could only go for five days. Right. And then he's the all time Jeopardy winner uh, in. in as far as total, total winnings. Yeah, total money, yeah. Because he's always winning these tournaments where he's facing the best of the best, which is why it's so surprising to me that he's struggling so hard against two great players because that's that was a he didn't make his money by beating just random people. He made his money beating the best of the best. That was the only way he could. Yeah. 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 So that's why it's so shocking to me that Brad is so far behind. I thought he was going to be like the sneak attack that nobody saw coming because a lot of the people watching this, especially our age, have no idea who he is. Oh, yeah. No, so, Levitard, Levitard's been making fun of him. I'm like, you don't understand. He's a legend. Don't talk about him like that. He really he's is. A, he's a fucking he legend. He really man. is a legend. Like, Yeah. These guys are legends. He, he just, never. He just can't buzz in fast enough. That's all that. Or it he's is. buzzing in too fast. No, I, I think saying, that could be more game is off. Whatever his buzzer game's off. His yeah, buzzer that's game is off. The whole point. He can't. Oh, man, and it's so sad. It's so sad to see Brad go out like that. I. It's. I mean, he's not out yet. Maybe he fixes it. You know, match four is Tuesday. If he, I'm if thrilled he for wins, it. I. I want to see Brad make a comeback. Team. I really do. That because be he deserves that. He should not go out without a win. Yeah. Because he is super smart, and as we've seen in uh, results past in tournaments, he's a beast. So this is shocking. But anyway, uh, getting into the actual gameplay, I gotta say one other thing I love I've loved about it is they are having a lot of fun. Oh, they're, like they're yeah, playing they're yeah. playing for a million dollars. But oh, everybody, everybody's enjoying themselves. They're sure. having fun. They're throwing little like little tiny jabs, not like. You know, tr- straight up trash talk, but just little bits of shade at each other. Like yeah. the there was the uh, the one where Ken, uh, not Ken, uh, James buzzed in where the answer was Philadelphia, which is where Brad was from, and looked over and went, "Ha ha, what is Philadelphia?" You know, it's like yeah. that. Like that kind of thing makes it a lot more fun. Um, it, 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 like, it's been in just a I, great I feel like series. Yeah, I think there's a little more looseness. Based on the fact that they all know how much money they've won off of this. And it's like, it's not like they're trying. I think uh, second place and third place both get $250,000. Yeah. Worst case scenario, like Brad is like, I got $250,000 to show up on Jeopardy. Like, this is still a win. It sucks. I'm sure he would rather win. You know but the competitive like, side wants to, yeah. But that little, like, that little, like, haha, like, <laughs> That doesn't hurt that much when you know you got two hundred fifty thousand at least in the bank. Like, you know, can I just I, say as a hypothetical, by the yes, way, yeah. how sick would it be if James won on Tuesday, and then Brad comes back and suddenly just wins all three and he's like, "Yeah, I was just fucking with you the, the entire time." Okay, um, I'm go- I'm going to pose this question to you, and I want you to really think about it because right. it's going to sound incredibly stupid and ridiculous, but I think it has a little bit of merit. If James wins on Tuesday and Brad comes back and wins three games in a row, is that the greatest sporting accomplishment that's ever been done in the United States? 
you know, honestly, and this is where I've, I've, I, I love, I, I, I loved an article I read. I can't remember exactly where it was from, but, oh, I, I think it was from the, uh, the ringer. Yeah. That basically said one of the beauties about one of, one of the most beautiful things about Jeopardy is it plays like a sporting contest. The way, it is. the way it's played, even though it's trivia, the way it plays out is like watching a sports event. You're yeah. just watching a 30-minute sports event. Mm-hmm. And that would be arguably one of the greatest comebacks I've ever watched. That you, It's like, all right, you're down. Either of these guys he's win. Getting ki- he's, he's you getting lose. killed. Yeah. He's, he's, he's not just off. He's getting fucking killed. Well, he's getting right destroyed. Now. And I, I like the guy. I'm cheering for him. But he's yeah. getting destroyed. Yeah. But, yeah, arguably that would be, I would say at, at a minimum, the top five. I mean, that that to me would rank up there with, let's go, you know, like, personally, you know, like, my personal fanships. It would rank right there with, like, uh, Blackhawks coming back 3-1, to one, or from down 3-1 against the Red Wings and winning that series. It would come, it, it would rank with... Uh, I think arguably, Red Sox coming back from three nothing to the Yankees. Yeah, I think of uh, Jordan shot ninety eight. Yeah, uh, like I don't know. Where you're coming back point, against two people? My point. You're my coming point back is, against the two other greatest of all time. That's the group of highlights and that I in a row? put that in. If he came back and won, because he's. He's getting annihilated. It would also raise the conspiracy theories of, oh, this shit's rigged. Oh, God. But all I know is, if that were to happen, I would still watch Game, I would still watch game 7 so in a we're heartbeat. Getting, we're getting the Flat Earthers involved? Is that is that what's happening? Oh, God. Essentially. It. Oh, God damn it. I don't... Oh, well, <laughs> man. It's a... Do you know what? On the upside... Nobody listens to this, so we're fine. It's like <laughs> I'm just saying, the, but it's not gonna get to the flat earthers. <laughs> fuck you, flat earthers. You're not gonna listen to this, so fuck you. F- for other reasons, also. But uh, yeah, uh, Jeopardy. It's been everything. I I will simply say as my truly final thought before we close out. If they did this every three four months, just with these these three guys for a million dollars. I would watch it every single time. I would watch every single match. This has been, far and away, the most fun Jeopardy watching I've ever done. It's been great. uh, Before Game of Thrones, I can't think of the last time that I felt like I had appointment television that wasn't a live event. And, like, this is, like, this is appointment television. Like, Oh, absolutely. We're we're watching this, obviously. How are we watching this? Like, you're not going to not put the Super Bowl on, right? Yeah. Yeah, so... so, Which has been great. I've loved it. Yeah. So, and, uh, yeah, Wills, we're doing another uh, Jeopardy raffle. Jeopardy halftime raffle on Tuesday. For those of you that are listening, come out and watch it. Come out to Wills on Tuesday. Tuesday, January... Uh, 14th. 14th. There you go. All right. Anyway. Uh, I'm going to watch this pun. We're going to peter out. No. <laughs> Got him. Got him. That was good. Uh, we're going to head out. Uh, 
We will be back next week to preview the AFC and the NFC Championship. Peter will either be incredibly happy (laughs) or uh, incredibly professional by hiding his sorrow. One of the, yeah, one of the two. It has to be one of the two. Also, it's time, uh, I think next week is going to be time for uh, revisiting some of our wins and losses. Yeah, well, no, actually, I was thinking we should do that uh, probably week. Ooh. Because we're going to have a week between next week and the Super Bowl. And I think uh, the the recap, the season recap should be should be that week. That makes sense. All right, look at you guys getting a uh, production meeting <laughs> in the middle of your podcast. Yeah. Or well, at the end of your podcast, either way. You know what? You get what you pay for. <laughs> didn't pay for it. God the FitBot is brought to you by... Oh, yeah, we haven't gotten any actual sponsors yet. Shit. Uh, uh, We're zip- still working on that. If I just say ZipRecruiter in a podcast, does that mean I get money? Is that how that works? I'll give you ten bucks for zip that. ZipRecruiter. <laughs> the smartest way to hire. Casper Mattresses. There we go. Hi. Come talk to us. We're around. All right. Uh, we will see you guys next week. See ya.